Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Hey, everybody. Another brand new week. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Truth straight up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. We're going to be talking with Carl Honiger here. I, oh, okay. Carl, if you're there, go ahead and you can turn on your camera and your microphone. Um, also want to talk a little bit later on about this attack on Lauren Boebert by Rhinos. Um, Tucker Carlson's got a new streaming service, a website, all kinds of stuff going on oh, today. Good stuff. Yeah, but wanted to bring, so Carl is a political analyst, a political commentator. He was on our show roughly a year ago and warned us that- Make a a pronostication that became 100% true. That's right. So Kent Theory, as I keep saying, the multimillionaire who who climbed us into the disastrous open primary, has not destroyed Colorado's election enough. So now he's got a new ballot initiative he's proposing that that essentially is the worst of all worlds. Um, and, and Carl, since you were the one who saw this coming, why don't I first say welcome to the show and, and why, Thank you. why don't you explain what terrible things it is that he wants to do to us here? Yeah, so what's interesting is I'll actually take a step back away from Kent Theory and okay. um, try to point out that this is like a really national thing that he's trying to say is local. He doesn't really talk about um, – there was like a news article that mentioned Unite America, but um, he doesn't really talk about who he's working with. Mm-hmm. So Catherine Murdoch um, yeah, is one of the co-chairs of Unite America. Kent yeah. Theory is also – along with the third co-chair is actually um, billionaire Mark Merrill, the founder of Riot Games. So all these guys are super wealthy. In fact, um, the Murdoch family, I don't know if you've ever heard of the TV series Succession. It won 13 mm-hmm. primetime Emmys. It's got four right. seasons. That was actually written um, about the Murdoch family. Right, they call right. it the Roy family, but it's about the Murdoch family. Yeah. A lot of people actually <laughs> say that if you really want to, though, get away from like entertainment and... Um, into like the power of the Murdochs. There's actually a, uh, these are both on prime video. There's two miniseries and documentaries, one called the Murdoch's empire of influence. And the other one is rise of the Murdoch dynasty. So these wow. are gigantic power players. Um, if you don't know the, um, Rupert Murdoch, uh, Fox news eight years ago, um, the whole thing about the TV series succession was there were three adult children and who's going to succeed Rupert Murdoch? He's still alive. Um, right. All that infighting. Anyway, eight years ago, Rupert decides the CEO will be James Murdoch. James Murdoch's wife is mm-hmm. Catherine. So Catherine, she decides um, in the Fox News studios, early 2000s, Albert Gore, Albert Gore comes in. He's talking about environmentalism. She is really hooked on what he's saying, and she decides, I want to do something about this. And so that's when, uh, after Fox gets sold to Disney, um, Fox James and Catherine take a bunch of that money, and they throw it into a nonprofit. 
Okay. So again, so like sold, I said, this last time I was on, it's the whole sold. nonprofit right. um, Clinton Foundation kind of thing, right? Right. So what happens is she decides that the only way to get Congress to get around the lobbies that, and frankly, some of them are for the American people, right? Like the oil right. and gas lobby, right. um, they have explicit interests, but some of that like impacts us in terms of like right. being able to afford basic life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she decides that the way that we can get our climate agenda through is by changing the way that we elect people at the state ah. level. So that's when we saw actually um, United America played around a little bit in our state politics. A lot. Um, in a some lot. local yeah. races. Yeah. Um, then they decided that when Lauren Boebert got elected, for some reason, this just like pissed off a ton of the neoliberals. Mm. They actually right. decided they would take um, some funds and they would hire the vice president candidate, um, Evan McMullen's vice president candidate when he ran in 2016. He was a never Trumper, right? Um, they paid her to investigate the Lauren Boebert primary and decided the only reason Lauren Boebert won was because of the primary. Now, of course, the reality is, is they do mention the real reason she won was because in the primary, voters recognized she represents us best. <laughs> yeah. And then she went on to... That's a mighty um, voter issue again, those pesky yeah, exactly. voters. So it's... They, they like to talk about democracy. And so that's what you'll see when Kent Theory talks about this. But democracy to them means whatever benefits them, right? So yeah, that's exactly. why they say they support democracy. Right. They didn't like the fact that the people who voted in a democratic process, which is the primary for Lauren Boebert, liked the Second Amendment better. They were pro-life. They didn't like that. So the solution was what Kent Theory is proposing. We have a jungle primary you have a final four system. Um, there's another organization called Institute for Political Innovation that um, works with the Catherine Murdochs of the world. Um, some reason they promote like a final five ranked choice voting, um, but for some reason we're going with final four here in Kent Theory's proposal. That's NCAA what United America has settled on. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened in Alaska. So the reason why this is so important for people to understand is, yes, the ballot's going to be busy next year, but so much money is going to be poured into this that it's going to be very hard to defeat. Um, it's going to be hard to pass because there's not that much, there's not really a good reason to set up this exact specific way. Um, Oregon, for example, if you're a fan of ranked choice voting, then Oregon has an example where you can just have ranked choice voting you don't have to have this whole kent theory gaming the system right. these general primaries because again they don't like the fact that lauren bobert was elected so this is designed so lauren bobert never gets elected again or anybody else that um could possibly represent the kind of populist right um right voters well and this is I mean, I had not realized, and thank you for uh, educating me on that, that that Catherine Murdoch and Ken Theory were sort of partners in crime. So because we've talked about Catherine Murdoch before, I mean, she explicitly approaches Democrat bundlers like our friend Ted Trimpa. Right. Mm -hmm. And to say, who should we we need to we need to meddle, frankly, in I mean, they don't even try to hide it. Right, Chuck? We need to meddle in the Republican primary. And who do I spend my, my money on to do it? That was the whole reason they wanted open primaries then. Right. Is 
to be able to meddle in the Republican primaries because they like what the Democrats are doing anyway, right? Yeah. And that word actually, we point out is super key, the term open primaries. So what happened is Kent Theory is the one who's like, I want open primaries. So they put the thing on the ballot and the voters passed it. Now, what's crazy is at the time he said, this will give us open primaries. Then he's coming along, 2023, we don't have open prim- primaries. They're like <laughs> semi-closed and you, know, you don't want to close the voters out of the primaries or whatever. No, no. Um, so now he's he's saying, oh, not good enough. It's it's actually like a liberal thing. You guys probably know, like, it's never good enough, right? They're always going right. to keep trying to move the well, goalposts towards <laughs> progress. Yeah. Well, and so, so, so people know this is essentially the worst of both worlds. So right now, by open primary, that means you're, if you're an unaffiliated voter, you can vote in either the Republican or the Democrat primary if you want. Um, um, yeah. Or you can register with that party. What he wants to do is eliminate caucuses, eliminate yeah. assemblies, essentially eliminate political parties in Colorado. And right. it would be largely yes. a pay-to-play scheme. Whoever had enough money to get the petitions that you would need to get on the ballot would pay for that. And that's who our choices would be. And then from that, as if that's not awful enough, then the what the top four out of that quagmire would then go into the general election, which would be ranked choice voting then, right? Yeah. And so that's why actually ranked choice advocates in Colorado, a lot of them don't like is even associated with ranked choice voting. Right. Because what they like, the idea is with ranked choice voting, you're always going to have those like minor party candidates that are on the ballot. And so you're going to have a ballot that's hopefully more than four. Right. Um, and so they'd be like, hey, if you want to have a general primary, use ranked choice voting in that primary. But yeah. um, you're pointing out that exactly it's the worst of both worlds. Because right. if you don't like a system where you feel like you can only pick one, right? You want to maybe voice your opinion and kind of like, well, um, I want to rank them actually in terms of like give like wait my vote. There's all these different ideas, but instead we're going to stick with the idea we've always had: eliminate the caucus, do a jungle primary. Okay, so that's a bad idea. <laughs> and then we're going to do ranked choice voting in the general. And um, ranked choice voting advocates won't mention the key fact about tossing out votes. So um, what happened in Alaska is. You had four people, right? Because this was tried in Alaska. Okay. Um, anybody who filled out a ballot for all four, and they ranked them, you know, one, two, three, four. If their ballot didn't go to the top winner, um, and then their ballot was like reallocated, what happens is, is the rest of their votes on their ballot, even though it's like reallocated, right? So it went to the lady who won because um, there were two main Republicans and then there was Mary Paltola, who was the Democrat who won. So Alaska had never elected a Democrat. Um, they can only elect one congressperson at a time. Um, it's such, such a small state in 50 right. years. So in 50 years, never elected a Democrat. Small population. They did using this system because you had um, Sarah Palin as a former congressional candidate or f- former um, presidential candidate or VP, right? Um, so good name recognition. They had another Republican on the ballot. And then what happened is, is the people who like didn't want Sarah Palin, their vote oftentimes as a second choice go to, to Mary, the Democrat. Now, if they voted like a third choice, uh, or yeah. choice right. that vote actually is completely ignored. 
and thrown away. So that's why the, this whole ranked choice voting thing, they talk about like you get more of a voice. What happens is a system is designed to eliminate part of your voice if it doesn't fit in the system. In other words, the system is the key, what they want, not right. your voice. Well, and it sounds like what you could do is if someone were a smart voter, and this is what that means, since we know they have all the ballot harvesting, exactly like you said, people, they would game the system. They wouldn't actually vote for their four favorites in order. They would vote for their favorite, and then they would rig their vote legally, right? They would rig their yeah. vote to make sure that the person they didn't want, they would vote for the other people. So you would they would vote for the least popular people to a certain extent, right? Because they yeah. wouldn't think they would get enough votes. So you could, I could easily say that you're right. Then all of a sudden you have somebody who nobody wants. I mean, again, it, it, I mean, if you just think and check, I mean, you've talked about this too. If you think it's bad now, I mean, that would just be a disaster, right? Well, over in yeah. Australia, they just do two. Um, right. You get your first one and your second one and they don't have three and four. So this is a, a kind of refinement of that to make it even worse. Um, yeah, it's, it's and, and so it's super it interesting too. Is like elections. Um, it it does incentivize the system uh, here in Colorado. So about, I mean, like the donor class and um, everybody who's really into politics behind the scenes to do those backroom. Maybe they're not smoking cigars because that's not you know cool anymore. Right. But um, in Alaska, what happened is the other Republican. The reason why I forgot about the fourth person is he actually withdrew. So somehow, I don't know if there was backroom dealing, it's not, you know, in the newspaper, but he withdrew. So it, it's the, like you're saying, the system's designed um, to game. And right. so the party bosses and the party donors are going to want to game the system and say, hey, you know, I don't actually like having even four people. I'm going to try to get one person to drop out. Then you only have three choices and then we can play the game. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and and the bottom line is, as you said, the whole thing. Well, let's talk a little bit about the impact on political parties. So there would be if they if if we got if we had like a jungle primary and then ranked choice yeah. voting in the general election, there would really be no need to have. I mean, the Democrats, I think, don't like this either because they, you know, um, oh, at least not officially. Not yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the chair of the Democrat Party at least said that that mm. um, that they didn't like it. But this would I mean, what, what would you need a political party for? Right. Yeah. So. It's kind of thing if you have a well-funded political party. So we're talking about Democrats, right? Yeah. <laughs> you still had a voice in terms of you can send a mailer to every single person saying this person's not really a Democrat. Right. right. But um, it does kind of like eliminate that whole control over if I'm a fan of Bernie Sanders and I'm running against Bobert over here and I'm going to put like um, Democrat as what I'm running as, but um, I'm not really a Democrat. I'm more of like a socialist who's pro guns, right? Because Bernie Sanders actually is like interesting, like pro guns. Because yeah, yeah, well, if, he if you're a socialist, you got to have them to carry out your policy, guns. right? Um, <laughs> but um, so, 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 in other words, it really actually provides less information to the voters yeah. because in the general primary, you could have someone just run as whoever. I mean, in reality, like I would suggest if we ended up with a system, a Republican, if you're in a Democrat controlled area, just run as a Democrat right. and put out the policies that like are going to get you elected 
And then, right. you know, <laughs> like, it's just so silly. Kind of like they do already now. But yeah, yeah. but the, yeah. the death of the Republicans. Pretend you're for these and then when you just get in. <laughs> Well, and I mean, and, and and here's the thing, because, uh, you know, I, I think, well, we can talk about wh- whether we think it's going to pass. But what they're doing is, once again, they're appealing to people who say, well, part it's too partisan. It's too divided. The parties don't speak for you. I mean, they're appealing to this huge group of well, people. Well, more moderate. They will have more moderate candidates right. that, that uh, allow all of us to represent all of us because they're moderate. You know, and and people, I mean, what worries me is they fell for the open primary. Even Republicans yeah. fell for the open primary. Well, actually, actually, Republicans didn't. You have to remember that yeah. they did that along with the presidential one. And a lot of people did not like the fact that we couldn't vote for your in your primary for, for who the candidate you want. Then they added to it the open primary. The presidential one, 107 uh, or 108, won easily, but the open primary, which is 107, just passed 5347, and most Republicans, it is believed, voted against it, but okay. it didn't matter. Okay. Well, and the other thing this would do then, too, again, because you would have to pay to gather, because you'd have to gather petitions to yeah. get on the ballot, and that is expensive, and it would become even more expensive once that was the only way to get on the ballot. So once again, if you're... You know, a, a, a candidate, I, I mean, probably most of the people, like you said, Lauren Boebert would never be able to make it on the ballot in a situation like this. Or, or half the people running in CD4, right, would not be able to make it on the ballot unless you had a ton of money that you could pay together petition. So it would totally become, I think, a pay to play thing as well. Right. Well, you also need you need yeah. an organization behind you. Right. And that would be up to yeah. you. The organization right. behind you would be up to you. And so, you know, don't run if you're not rich. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that um, I don't know exactly about the details of how much money it would take to get onto the ballot. So it is possible that um, a lot of people who could just ask their donors for a little bit of money who are incumbents could definitely still get onto the um, general election. No, 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 the primary ballot. It'll be really easy to get on the primary ballot. Yeah. So to give context in Alaska, they had 23 people on the primary ballot right. for the House of Representatives. Now, what that actually, if you think about it, could become insane yes. in terms of here in Colorado, you know, you'll have a year where you'll vote for um, your U.S. Senator, U.S. House of Representatives, and then let's say you end up with, you know, like governors like that. Can you imagine a primary where you get a ballot and it's just this giant sheet of paper <laughs> because you've got 23 people that you could vote for for governor, 23 people you could vote for for and Wow. So that's why, like, there is kind of a role of having parties because in Colorado, it's so easy to get, get uh, your own party started. We've got plenty of parties who can get their governor candidate on the ballot. And so, right. you know, we don't quite have 23 candidates on the general election, but it's just kind of like it makes the primaries almost serve no purpose yeah. other than what the wealthy want. Right. Well, and, and as you said, right. yeah. and as you said, it goes back to the, the, they figured out the current election system where we have those stupid, pesky voters voting for people they like, like that horrid Lauren Boebert. We can't have yeah. that anymore. And since we can't really get rid of voters, we can't we can't do that yet. But that'll be their next step to just say no one can vote um, or they'll just tell us how to vote. So they just keep like you said, they just keep changing it. And 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 you're saying you think this is probably part of the plan all along that there's just been a you know that they have a long-term yeah. kind of strategy why there? did they focus on primaries was because um in the article they wrote 
the primary problem, the one person they focused on was Lauren Vogel. So the, um, they went very deep into analyzing, okay, the people who voted for Lauren Boebert in the primary versus the people who didn't get involved in the primary and voted in the general election. People involved in the primary leaned more right. Um, they support the Second Amendment, et cetera. And so it's just kind of odd that, like, this is supposedly like a national organization. Yes, they have their headquarters here in Denver, but Unite America very much decided what's the problem. It's the primaries based off of Lauren Boebert. And then so this is how they try to solve the they call the well, primary problem. And, and, and imagine, as a practical matter, and we'll talk about it later, you know, the this this herd who is going to be her primary opponent in in the, the one. I mean, he's gotten support from every major, not every, most major political uh, former officials in Colorado. They've, she's got he's got the uh, approval of. Um, but it's like Rhino Central. Well, but, uh, but they're all like well, they're all like a hundred years old. Former right. senator. It's uh, former Governor uh, Owens. It's it's and a lot of other people, um, including some in Mesa County and Rio Blanco and everything else, all piling on uh, because they hate Lauren Boebert, um, and they're yep. assuring in their own way that a Democrat will be elected, and they're fine with that. I mean, they don't they don't give a shit. I mean, God, you know, anything to get rid of Lauren Boebert because they don't feel represented. Not yeah, the people. Not. Right. So that's kind of the whole thing is like, this isn't about representing people here in Colorado, because there's many different ways we could do that better. Um, We could expand the House of Representatives. We could, you know, have our state legislature go back to electing our U.S. senators. Like there's different ways of improving representation. What the concern is, is the representation in Congress um, of the wealthy donors in Colorado is what they have a problem with. Yes. Yes, because those wealthy donors, you can never really have enough representation, I think, no, if you're a lot more. <laughs> Well, you know, Carl, let me ask you this. I mean, Co- Colorado has always been like, you know, Blueprint Colorado. We've been sort of a melting pot and sort of a ground zero for a lot of these horrible ideas. And you're saying this is a national effort. So I imagine they want to try it here. If it works here, then now we can get rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Then we can get rid mm-hmm. of Matt Gates. Then we can get rid of Jim Jordan. Um, I, I mean, do you think that's where they want to go with this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, it comes down to, this is kind of like a um, a big feather in their hat. Alaska was easy because even though they spent a ton of money, so we're talking like $40 per yes vote, it barely passed by like a, I think less than 1% margin actually. Wow. Um, in Colorado, they're going to take what they tested in Alaska and all the things that they um, found like worked with voters and what didn't, and they're going to try that in Colorado. In Alaska, they had a little bit easier go because they threw this together with a portion that said um, like get rid of dark money. Oh. So they actually advertised it as like getting rid of dark money. What's funny is after it was passed, the portion about dark money was shot down by a judge, and the rest <laughs> of it stayed in place. <laughs> so in Colorado, it doesn't. It's not going to have the same. Um, arguments they might just talk about dark money in terms of like just say this will prevent dark money as like maybe it pulls <laughs> right. well no, they will. um yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I think even that, though th- that's all they are is dark money. Um, yeah. Well, and I think yeah. they're good to go. Like I said, I mean, I've read his his stuff, right? It's the same thing as always. Well, it's too, it's divisive. And and like you said, check this will make sure we don't get extremes. We'll get moderate people. Mm-hmm. And, and leaving out the fact that no, well, you're, you're going to get extreme wealthy donor class representation is what you're right. going to get, right? That's the, that's and, and and yeah, and 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 again, I just I don't know, Carl. What, I mean, what do you think? Is it does it have a chance? Okay, so. The key is because um, I talked to somebody who helped against the Alaska initiative, and he said that if the Republican Party and Democrat Party chairs in Colorado can get ahead of this now, start game planning, et cetera, what happened is is everyone in Alaska was just like totally surprised because it came out of nowhere. It was totally astroturfed, and they had no idea where this money was coming from. If people prepare now, then they can definitely start messaging. And so the Democrats can reach out to the Democrat voters, Republicans can reach out to the Republican voters. And so even though this won't be on a primary ballot, the primary season could actually be a perfect time to communicate to Republican voters and people who are going to vote Republican. Hey, don't forget, this is a bad idea. It disenfranchises you. This is dark money. This is, you know, wealthy donors. That's the key to defeating it. Um, right. So I'm glad we're talking about it now. Well, you have to remember that when for the open primaries, the semi-open primaries, both the head of the Democratic Party and the head of the Republican Party got together and agreed to oppose it together. Um, and then it got closer. The Democrat went, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Ah, oh, we were against it, but uh, now we're not. So. Good yeah. luck on your own. Yeah, my, on money own, talks, right? Um, <laughs> well, they'll do the same thing. I mean, they'll just say, hey, yeah, we'll go out there together. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, if you're the Republican, you look back and they go, Where, where'd the Democrat go? Oh, he's gone. Um, well, and, you know, and and again, I hadn't thought about, you know, Carl, when you, when, until we, you just, like I said, they're educating me in terms of how they would, how you can game the ranked choice voting, um, which is all it would be. I, I mean, and that would be so much easier for the Democrat to do because they have all the ballot harvesting stuff. They have they have all of the systems in place to make that happen. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's hard enough to get elected as a Republican in Colorado. This would probably doom it, I think, don't you? Yeah, because um, they tested how to game a system with the election in Alaska. And so they know how to get those people who um, their Republican candidate might not win. But we want to make sure to communicate to them that don't don't vote for Lauren Boebert. He's your second choice, right? Yeah, like, right, right. Something right, like that. Right. If that's all you do, it's a very simple message. Don't vote for Lauren Boebert's second choice. Your second choice, you know, make this um, Democrat who's portraying themselves as moderate. And that's all right. you need. So, right. the, well, and it's actually super confusing for reporters. If you look at how um, we're used to in America, because just the way our system works, like day after week after you know who's won the election right let's right. talk about the, the presidential election all the time but um the system changed and so in alaska the reporters were like well you know voting kind of happened this way and it wasn't until a month later they could announce the actual <laughs> results and so like if we're talking about democracy and having our faith whatever's left right. in our voting system you're going to wait a whole freaking month to find out who colorado elected because yeah. the way the system has to be all like... And what could go wrong in that month, right? What could go wrong? Well, How many ballots? This, this sounds so awful that it's assured a passing. 
It is absolutely <laughs> assured of passing because it sounds so hideous. And they will, uh, I think, you know, just like they, they did their open primary thing on top of the presidential, um, they will figure out something. Well, this this will get rid of your property taxes if you vote for this yeah. or, or some other yeah. thing. Well, and, and there's going to be a ton of money thrown at this, right? Because I imagine if you're them, if you could, it's kind of like, Chuck, remember when you talked about with the Denver City Council, when they went to the system that the lobbyists didn't have to bribe all of the city council members, yeah, they just yeah. had to bribe the city council member in the district. So if right. you can change in the long run, they're going to, in the short term, they're going to have to spend a ton of money to change the voting system. But once they change the system, they aren't going to have to spend that much money on actual elections they'll just sort of behind the scenes pick the people they want and you know and then we silly voters will have to you know vote for whoever it is like you said they'll game it so that one way or another one of their persons gets in and they'd be happy either way yeah it, it kind of limits the um the options in terms of viewpoints so right. we definitely know that um in the election uh, where you had a libertarian up in CD8, um, right, right. libertarian basically like tossed the election to the Democrat. And they yeah. really, like I said, that's our goal. Right. Um, what's interesting is that represented kind of like a wider spectrum of ideas. So what happened in Alaska, because Alaska actually is very kind of uh, very independent leaning. They actually a lot of people who um, vote for libertarians. And so you have a libertarian on the ballot with their final four system. Libertarian didn't end up on the ballot and you just had um, some Republicans and some Democrats represented on the ballot, even though Alaska actually um, has only like 13% registered Democrats, um, some registered Republicans. Everybody else is like they're either registered libertarian, registered for Alaska independent party um, unaffiliated or just um, is a very sad result of, um, this limiting our choices on the general ballot. Um, hey, well, listen, Carl, we'll let you go. Thank you for, you reached yeah, out to me. and, and surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and yes, and yeah, anytime, I mean, because I think this is, it's it's going to, it's not going away. Um, yeah, they're going to yeah. be throwing a ton of money at it. There isn't probably really any organized opposition. It's just going to be a matter of educating people to a great right. extent. Well, it'll depend if the Democratic Party opposes it. Yeah. Or whether and and sticks to opposing it, then then it might fail. Yeah. But if the Democrats do the usual kind of like, eh, we don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Republicans all scream about it because you know at least forty percent of the Republican Party are really you know rhinos, and so rhinos are always vote for whoever the Democrats want. So that's part of their existence. So I mean, th- this should be wonderfully screw up the state and in theory. <laughs> Man, it's so sad the jury set, let him free. all right carl thank you for fighting the good fight and keeping tabs on this appreciate it Mm -hmm. um hey do you have do you have any stuff you're writing about that we can send people to you have any website or anything like that you want to send people to not yet um you can always look at the past stuff i did um which is colorado's second blueprint i know it was um free state colorado you just look for my name on free state colorado you'll see the article that um laid all this out about two years ago right actually um so and then i'll um publish something in the future that hopefully call complete colorado so all right cool all right carl thank you so much
All right. Thank you. Have a great, have a great day. Well, yeah, this is, you know, I was reading about this and then you have people talk like this with like John Caldera and Sandra says, thank you, Carl, fighting, frightening, but good to know. Um, um, Oh, I thank you for Sandra was also saying, you know, um, other than here, this is one place you can hear about this. Thank you. Julian Chuck, you always have the greatest guests, but I think we need to get this information out to many Coloradans. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to go and we'll talk about Lauren Boebert here in a second, but they're going to go with the, you know, you're going to get the moderates. You won't have the extremists. It won't be so divisive, blah, blah, blah. And instead, it's just going to be whoever the don't the wealthy people want, well, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and what could go wrong with that? Really? What could yeah. go <laughs> Nothing. Bill would be so well off. I mean, well, and that's not about- really beautifully represented down in the Capitol. I wouldn't think the Democrats would necessarily be for because they've rigged the system so badly in their favor that, um, you know, but they always want to destroy more things. I mean, well, I know that so far they, they're into making it worse. So, so far, the Democrat Party is, well, although it's kind of ironic, they're like, oh, no, this would eliminate the caucus system. It's like, you guys don't do caucuses. I mean, you do, but it's <laughs> like everybody already knows what they're going to They're only one person running. So. Right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, when you think about how you could game the system with the way that you rank your voters, I mean, that's just really. Well, over in Australia, you know, the, the they make, let's say you're the conservative party. You make a deal with the One Nation Australia Party to have them vote. You know, each will do the other. Uh, everybody tries to make a, a deal with the other party, try to get their voters to vote um, themselves as second in those votes. And it's always a it's always an interesting process. I mean, it, it's so screwed up, the Australian system, but, you know. That's what, that's what liberals can always do for you. Well, and then liberals and rhinos. So now I want to talk about what the Uniparty is trying to do to Lauren Boebert. Um, so Lauren Boebert, as you know, is running for re-election. Um, and a whole slew, and I, I just think it's funny. They're all like 91 years old, 85 years old. Like you said, every former person who you weren't even aware was still alive and, and has endorsed Lauren Boebert. And I was saying, I want to see a letter of competency because some of these people, you're like, did you really know what you were signing there? You've got, you know, um, Daniel Ritchie from DU, Bruce Benson from DU. Yeah. You've got Tim Foster from Mesa County College. Or I think that's it. Right. You've got John Southers. You've got Bill Owens. You've got Jane Norton under the Lieutenant Governor yeah, under Bill yeah. Owens. Um, all coming out endorsing this guy, Jeff. More Jeff- than that, though. There, there's, there's, uh, oh, the, oh, the, there's Hank Brown, who was Hank head Brown. Of, Hank Brown, who's the head of uh, Northern was- Colorado, and Bruce Benson is Bruce Benson on the list. Yeah, uh-huh. I, uh huh. I said him. Yeah, and, and so all he these was the head people, of Colorado for a while, you know, right, are endorsing Jeff Hurd, who is a, is a he's a Grand Junction businessman in the no, primary. He's, not. he's a lawyer. A lawyer. A oh yeah, 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 lawyer. Firm. Well, lawyers are business people, too. (laughs) No, you're right. He's a lawyer to run against Lauren Boebert in the primary. Now, there's somebody else, too. um, And and Adam Frisch, who is the Democrat, is already announced that he's he's running, too. Um, So all this is going their whole thing is when you when you look at why do they not like Lauren Boebert? It's not her voting record. Right. She votes Republican, solid Republican. They they don't like solid Republican. Well, exactly. You know, and it can't be. I mean, she's got a good name. She's on good committees. You know, when you look at why they don't like her in the the Denver Gazette, the Phil Antutes own Denver Gazette came out endorsing this Jeff Hurd. And and there's a great article in in a website that you need to go to, which is rhinowatch.co.com. No, no, we said it wrong. It's, on it. 
It's rhinowatchco.com. Oh, I'm sorry. So oh, it's uh, and rhino is in rhino, like not the animal, but the political animal. R i n o watchco.com. Um, yeah, exactly. And one of the things that 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 they have is apparently they just don't like Lauren Boebert's image, right? Now they throw around the Beetlejuice thing that you know the theater performance, which he apologized for. And I would say, if if they got rid of of every congressional candidate who got frisky with the date, do you know what I mean? No one be, would be able to run. It's like, so they don't have a problem with her image, right? Just, as you said, they don't like her voting record because it's solid conservative. I, I don't know if you have the article from Rhino Watch on there, but but it quotes it quotes the Denver Gazette on what kind of person that, that Coloradans want. And it's just hilarious. Boring, dull, never does anything. Statesman likes it, dipl- yes. diplomatic, and this and and, and it, what's funny about it is the Denver Gazette editorial then turns around though and mentions that want they want a soft, soft spoken. That was it, soft spoken. I guess she talks yes, too. Yes, you don't want you too loud. Soft spoken, and then but it also acknowledges that she's running in a district where the majority of people support Donald Trump, who is none of those things, right? He's everything that Lauren Bobert is. By the way, Donald Trump has endorsed Lauren Bobert again, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. so the same people who say, Well, we need you know, we, we understand that everybody here likes Donald Trump, of course, they don't, but everyone likes Donald Trump, but we can't have a candidate who's like Donald Trump or who no, votes no, like we don't Donald like Trump, we don't like no, it. because that's an image problem. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and don't fall for it. But here's Here's, I mean, you've talked about this, the narrow gap that she, I mean, she just narrowly won like what, 546 votes. votes or something. This, do you think is going to ensure that the Democrat wins if they, well, if, sure. if Jeff Hurd beats her? Of course it is, because she'll have to spend whatever money she has fighting off Jeff Hurd, assuming she's successful. Uh, if she does that, and then all, all of these people will go vote for the Democrat or not vote at all. And if, if Hurd wins, and they'll always go, unity, unity, unity. You can bet that it's going to be more than enough Republicans who'll just sit out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it, so it's kind of a guaranteed to give the Democrats a, a seat. And since right now Congress is, has a one-seat majority by Republicans, you don't really care what happens nationally either. Right. Uh, it's just so wonderful. Well, and, and and it is a district, you're right, that would typically be lean Republican. And oh, by yeah. doing... Yeah, well, they, and by, they, they redrew uh, it and it became more Republican than it was uh, originally. Too extreme, too extreme though. And and yeah, and oh, so all extreme. of this, they, and so don't buy for a second that they have a problem with her image. I mean, they have a problem that she gets stuff done, that she speaks up for people. I mean, if you don't like Republicans, then don't vote for Lauren Boebert, right? But, yeah, right. But, yeah. but try to pretend that it's her image that's that's the problem. It's just ridiculous. But so um, many, so many top, I mean, really top, Former elected officials and and other people that 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 claim to be Republicans, sort of, kind of, maybe, um, and you're supposed to look at them as the as the elders of the Republican Party hate the Republican Party, and the reason why they hate the Republican Party is they hate grassroots people. They just really cannot stand grassroots people. Well, I mean, and let's take a look. Like, they don't have a problem with Ken Buck, right? Ken Buck, who has turned into the Liz Cheney slash John McCain of the Republican Party, right? He votes against, he'll vote with the Democrats every time, pretty, not pretty much, but he regularly votes with the Democrats. Well, you never know what he's going to vote. Right, right. Now, he's fine. Freedom Caucus, and then... 
I guess, but he's soft spoken. So, so that's, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so that, so they don't primary him. So what do they do? They primary a grassroots conservative, right? And, and, and the way they do it, make sure that she uses, and it's exactly like you said, they don't care then that that hands Congress over to the Democrats. They would mm-hmm. rather have the Democrat, a Democrat in there than have a grassroots person in there. Right. Which is why they're fighting so hard against Donald Trump when all is said and done. Right. Well, they're like Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney says, you know, uh, I'd be happier for anybody other than Donald Trump. As long as it's not Donald Trump. Democrat, great. Not a problem. Um, uh, And if it's Republican, you know, it could be Liz Cheney. Sure, she'd be great. And Chris Christie. Here's a Republican (laughs) for you. Um, And it's hilarious. Um, hey, and here from Sandra, she was asking, where do you follow Carl or go to read his articles? I think he was, he said it was Free State Colorado. And also you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Carl with the at Liberty Carl. Um, and that's a K, a Carl with a K. Um, so at Liberty Carl. Um, well, one of the, there is a bit of good news today. Um, you yeah. know, there's been a lot of talk about um, Tucker Carlson and what he's going to do. He's been on Twitter, um, but he has got apparently the financing. He and I think he's working with Kosh Patel, right? Um, and they um, have put together a new live streaming network. It's Tucker, aptly named TuckerCarlson.com. He made an announcement today on Twitter, um, which I think was great. Thomas, if we could please play the Tucker soundbite. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much, and it killed them. We're driving to see Julian Assange. Believe me when I wait, tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be boycotting Bud Light. Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. TuckerCarlson.com. Now it's going to be, uh, so he's still going to be on Twitter. He's going to still be doing everything and stuff on Twitter, but to get, I think all of his content, you will need to go to TuckerCarlson.com. Um, I think it's going to be subscriber-based. Some of it's going to be free, but some of it's going to be subscriber-based. Um, I don't, I think it's going to work. What do you think, Chuck? Well, you know, there are very few sites that I'd be willing to monetize and pay. And this one will be about $6 a month. And I'm happy to pay it. I mean, you know, we'll have a subscription. Um, as he's one of the few, uh, that real clear politics I probably would pay for too. Um, will not pay for the New York Times, will not pay for the Washington Post, would not pay for Fox Nation or, or any of those, but I will, I will sign up for this and we'll share it together. <laughs> Uh, well, and I think th- the other thing too is um, um, that there will be some of the content will be uh, free, right? And they'll still put. What I think is so smart about what he's doing is because um, I want to talk a little bit then about Twitter. So over the weekend, um, Twitter after I think Tucker Carlson interviewed Alex Jones, right? There was a big push. Alex Jones was kicked off of Twitter uh, right. for spreading disinformation, which is such a joke, right? You can have child pornography, you can have you know human trafficking, you can have all kinds of stuff on Twitter, but oh no, Alex Jones. I mean, it's like believe him or don't believe him, listen to him, don't believe him. But you know, this was back in the day when everyone was being banned. So Elon Musk put Alex. Jones back on Twitter. And they're um, all going berserk about it. Oh, they are. I mean, the people who pushed the Hunter Biden laptop story is not true. The people who pushed there was no COVID lab leak. I mean, you know, there was Russia collusion, all of that. The same news organizations that have been pushing out lies after lie after lie are now freaking out because Alex Jones, you know, might be back on Twitter. Um, but what worries me is Twitter still has the old algorithm. I mean, 
because we're on Twitter and you can see some, and I don't think it's Elon Musk, but there is still stuff on Twitter that does um, throttle stuff or does sort of ban stuff, right? Right. And, and, and so I think, and it goes into 2024, they're going to do everything they can to get rid of, of Twitter. Um, you know, they had the media matters thing where they kind of played with fraudulently, essentially manipulated Twitter feeds to make it appear as if, um, anti-Semitic material was appearing next to ads. Like right. what about universities? But that's a whole other thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now um, today, so Elon Musk is suing Media Matters, um, the Texas we AG. They should sue Media Matters. And now the Missouri Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, jumped in to sue Media Matters also. So, oh, I really? mean, I think all. Yeah. Well, and I think all of that is good because you got to push back because that's what they do. Right. They go after advertisers. They try to shame you. They try to get people boycotting you, et cetera, et cetera, if you don't agree with them. And, you know, they're going to turn that on full force with with Elon Musk, don't you oh, think? Oh, no, Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it'll, it'll be amazing. It'll be just amazing. Um, well, and, and that's why Tucker Carlson, I think it's so good to have um, Tucker Carlson. Chuck, proofread the newspaper in a second. Oh, okay. It'll be so good to have Tucker Carlson on because, and you and I talked earlier, earlier I predicted, you were saying you thought he'd go to a network. And I'm like, no, networks. I are still think you should. But yeah, no, he's going to form I his own network. I think he should go to Newsmax, but that's just me. Well, he can make appearances on Newsmax to promote his thing, because here's the thing. This is totally under his control. Now, again, Google and Amazon and all those places can can throttle you if you try to find stuff down again, too. They can censor you. But but this gives him control, I think. Right. Think so. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Oh, and Thomas is finding yeah, six to nine dollars monthly to be at Tucker Carlson dot com. and Sam, I did not see the Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones interview. Well, and then Leo points out, Chuck, that Newsmax has George Will. So <laughs> you could have, I mean, you don't have to have just, you know, hardcore Republicans on it. I mean, George Will is despicable, but he's interesting. Right. Right. Well, all I'm saying is I, I think that Tucker made the smart move by getting the money to form his own network. And I think they're going to have, I'm not sure when you look at, It'll be it's it's not going to be like CNN or something like that, right? I think he'll post up his stuff. I think he's got a staff now that they're working to create content, things like that. It's going to be a beast to feed, but I think well, he's you know, still I, under his non compete. You know, that's really prevented him from going to another network, and right. and uh, so it's interesting how they interpret the non compete or the well, they haven't pushed the, back on the Twitter thing, right? And so, what's the you know? They did push well, back, they did, and but I mean, said, they have you know, a you, but right, exactly. And this is, and so you know, it is an interesting world. And I would not be surprised to see other people kind of join there. In other words, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody like Megyn Kelly end up with some stuff there, right? Or maybe yeah, Bill. Be tremendous, yeah. Right, and I mean, I could see him putting together sort of a a group, probably not Alex Jones, but a group of people maybe to to keep, you know, so it's not just him. I, you know, if I were him, I'd keep in charge. But where I'm going with all of that is there are a lot of people who worry about Twitter, myself included, that how long is it going to be able to remain free? Because, I mean, he's not making money. He's losing money. And at a certain point, you know, he's paying off the money that he borrowed to buy it, right? right. So at, at, a, at a certain point, I don't know what happens. Um, that's why I'm glad, you know, Truth Social is is out there, really. It's yes. not yes. nearly as good, I don't think. Um, and that's why we're on Rumble, right? We were kicked off of YouTube right. a right. long time ago, but now we're on Rumble. So um, 
What and what what else did you want to talk about today? Well, let's see. How's how's how are university professors doing? Oh, <laughs> so the one professor, the UPenn professor, resigned, right? Yeah. And then I don't understand one of the board members that resigned too. But the board, yeah, he was the chairman of the board, Mr. Bach. Be okay. Did he say something bad? I don't. No, know. no, but he kind of supported McGill and, and okay. thought that you know that they should have had the. Palestinian Writers Conference there, so he was very much an advocate of what McGill was doing. So he figured he'd he'd live too. And now they got another woman who now becomes the head of the thing, who's um, eventually going over to the United Jewish Federation. So she should be a good, interesting. Uh, well, and I think the Harvard of, of, uh, of Penn, not, not the, Harvard. the Harvard professor, I think, has now been accused of plagiarizing in her dissertation. Yeah, right. yeah, that was apparently on on Steve Bannon. He had her on, and the, and, and the only person who dared to accuse uh, Dr. Gray of plagiarism is also a black woman. So black women can say, "Wait a minute, you stole my stuff." <laughs> <laughs> So that'll be interesting to see. And I think, you know, we were actually Peter Boyles was at the paper today writing his column. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about to me, the the worst part about the whole thing. Well, it's what they said and what they were saying, but just how stupid they were. These are people who I mean, you know, Representative Stefanik, she gave him every chance. She's like, I'm going to ask you again. She's like, you're giving the wrong answer here. Can you see this? The world sees you giving these horrible answers. And she's like, so I'm going to give you another chance to say calling for the genocide of Jewish people is not okay, right? And, and well, it violates your code of conduct, right? Uh, I mean, they're happy to say it's not okay because they don't like it, but it avoids your thing, so they can be punished by the school. And they wouldn't do it because the next question is, well, here we have these twenty right. students that uh, that did that, so go kick them out. They should have been. They, they should have been. I mean, if I'm just advice to a, the next university professor, it's like you know, test market this on like just regular people and say, do you think this is good if I answer that? If, if nothing else, just say, well, I can't say that. I get. I mean, go ahead. And when they're asking you over and over again, say that calling for genocide of any group of people, it doesn't really depend on the context, particularly again, as we said, if they had called for the genocide of all transgender people, that would certainly have, you know, violated a code of conduct. Right? right. You can't even use the wrong pronouns. And that is violence against people. So, yeah, I mean, just their whole stupidity and the bubble that they clearly were living in. Oh, well, right. They, you to, know, what they really had to say was, I don't don't get to decide what a violation of code of conduct. It sounds like a vote of conduct by me. Uh, and that'll be up to the, the process to decide because I don't. I don't have right. a unilateral They deserve right. innocent until proven guilty, blah, blah. Well, yeah, yeah that could have been yeah. a two-part answer. That's clearly that violates our code of conduct. Now, if you want to get into individual cases, I, you know, I can't talk about that. You, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to be so tone deaf and so arrogant in their own little worlds. And so I, I got a feeling it probably rattled her having to resign. I'm sure they walked out of there thinking, well, we showed them, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So I, I'm just dying to hear what happens to the claims that Dr. Dr. Gay um, plagiarized? plagiarized her thing because, you know, they're kind of going, well, we're not going that far. <laughs> Maybe she had chat GPT write it for her or something That'd like that. Be okay. too. <laughs> um, All right. Well, hey, that is going to wrap it up for us. Um, thank you to Carl Honiger. Yeah, he's um, great. 
Thank you, Carol. It was very good. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. You guys are amazing as always. Um, and Thomas is always doing a great job. Remember, you can check all the shows at chuckandjulie.com. We're on Rumble, Podbean, you name it, except for YouTube. We're on it. Um, and we will see everybody on Wednesday. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day.